What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, what is it, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I guess te- technically October 3rd, uh, 2018. You guys listening to episode 374, doing this one a little late this week because I was uh, across the country in Denver, Colorado with an absolutely crazy schedule, so much stuff to do, and I did not have the time to sit and give you people what you deserved, which is a good podcast um, from beginning to end. I was out there doing shows, meeting up with people, um, you know, staying out uh, late with the time schedule. I was drinking fucking water out there because of the um, altitude. Everybody's telling me to drink water. People freaking me out. You know, I got in the car service from the um, airport and uh, Mickey, my driver, shout out to Mickey. Uh, he was awesome. He's been like fourth generation living out in uh, out there. And he was just giving me the ins and the outs and giving me all the history of the city and all kinds of cool stuff uh, before I even got to my hotel. But he's like, you know, drink water, drink water. And, um, you know, I didn't. the altitude wasn't a big issue for me. Um, on my second show Saturday night, I felt it a little bit. I move around a lot on stage. So I kind of felt like, all right, this is definitely... Um, you know, definitely an issue. Um, and then um, I realized too, sometimes when I'm on an airplane and we're at a very high altitude or the highest altitude, 30 plus thousand feet, sometimes I'll get that little like feeling. And then when you get lower, so it definitely affected me a little bit, but not enough to, to change, you know, change my mood or my day. Had such an amazing time out there. Amazing shows out there with um, Bill Burr over at the Ellie Calkins uh, Opera House on Saturday and Sunday. Thanks to everybody uh, that said nice things, came out uh, and uh, knew who I was, wanted to, you know, um, see me perform and hit me up on social media. So I appreciate that. Um, You know, really beautiful, beautiful opera house, like three levels and all that stuff. So that was great. Uh, Went to the Denver Broncos game. Going to talk about all that stuff when I get to sports. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of stuff to uh, to talk about on the um, on the podcast uh, a lot of big shows coming up this month. We're going to talk about that. So uh, sit back, relax. Going to do um, my unacceptable. I didn't even check, to be honest, guys. Uh, I don't even know. I'll look while I'm doing the show. I don't even know if anybody sent any unacceptables. Um, I didn't even look at them. So uh, if I see something, fine. Or I'll just have them, you know, add up and we'll do it again after. Just depending on the... Um, just depending on the timing uh, of the of the show. Uh, first, want to get into the sponsors, guys. Uh, you guys know CapraNetwork.com. Go to CapraNetwork.com uh, for the for probably the only prediction prediction um, sports website out there as far as just rankings or from what I've seen the best one. Uh, and what it is, if you don't know Capra Network, is you go on there, you pick whatever sport you want. Uh, you know NBA. Uh, NFL, MLB, whatever, hockey, whatever's going on, and you get to pick and make your predictions on like the money line, the point spread, and you get a ranking, and you can get up on the leaderboard, and when you do really good, people will actually buy your advice from you. They'll look at you on the top of the leaderboard and say, oh, he or she knows what they're doing. I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to pay to see what they're doing and win money. Any level of, um, I almost said comedy, any level of comedy you're at, you can sign up for this. No, any level of sports fan that you are or fantasy, uh, you know, fantasy player that you are, whether you're experienced, you do it a lot or not, whether you bet a ton or you don't know anything about handicapping, you could sign up. It's 100% for free, okay? And you can um, 
either look at the leaderboards information and uh, make your bets that way, or you could uh, take your dude I called it shit talking to a, uh, you know, put your money where your mouth is level. That's what this does. So you could also uh, you could also get capping teams where you draft the best handicappers on here. They could make you money that way. It's awesome. You could see where you stand. And right now, guys, I knew last week, last week was the first one I took a bad hit. Okay, I was hovering right around, I was hovering right around the 50% mark. So I was like 50-50, not really winning, not really losing, and I took a hit this week. So now my overall record is 20-28-1, and one, and I will always keep saying that the one sh- there should be another win, and it should be 21-27. and 27. But now my winning percentage is down to 41.67%. You could see that. So I took a big hit this week. All right, but I'm going to come back. Don't worry. I'm going to come back with a vengeance. And uh, I'm going to get this puppy where it needs to be and get up there on the leaderboard. But you guys should sign up. It's Capper Network. The guys are great. Check it out. You can prove it. Put your money where your mouth is and all that stuff. Uh, Pick it, prove it, profit. There you go. Um, So check that out. And also All Things Comedy. Guys, go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts. You go there for comedy albums. You go there for comedy content. They're always doing they're doing new shows. They're going to keep making television shows, um, digital shows that you guys could see. Um, and my special, which they produced, will be airing. Um, they have a big deal with Comedy Central, which I'm sure you guys read. Three specials, uh, a stand-up show, all that stuff. And my special will be the first released on Comedy Central on November 2nd. So check them out and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Now... Getting back to the show, um, do yourself a favor. If you ever fly JetBlue, just book seat 10A, okay? If you book seat 10A, you basically have more room than any first class could ever give you. There's, it's like infinite leg room because there's not a seat in front of you. So it just keeps going, all right? Now, you're not going to get the meal or the unlimited free drinks and all that shit. But if you sleep on an airplane, especially like I do across country... That's the seat you want to get. You're next to the window. You're next to the emergency door. It's insanely spacious. It's got so much space. It's awesome. Uh, you do have your own TV there, which comes out of the thing. But I was able to, uh, you know, sleep, lay there, stretch out. And both times, nobody booked the middle seat. The reason why people don't usually book the middle seat on a JetBlue uh, in that row 10 is because there's no, like the armrests are like little metal walls. So you kind of like are stuck in that position. So both flights, I didn't have anybody next to me and I had the most leg room on the plane. So you got to check that out. It was awesome. Okay. Um, what else with, uh, jet blue? Yeah, obviously a little unacceptable. The TVs didn't work, uh, on uh, the last jet blue flight I was on, but I, I'm, I'm sorry, the last one it did. But um, terrible, I know you guys know I talk about the takeoffs and landings all the time. Uh, JetBlue has always had some of the best takeoffs I've ever experienced. Really bad landing coming into New York. It was a little windy and rainy, but this guy hit the, this guy hit the runway hard and then like slammed on the brakes, dude. I thought a wheel was going to snap and we were just going to fucking fly off the runway, dude. It was kind of freaking me out. Like, you know, you think you're done. You think the flight is done and you're like, oh, we landed. Let me tell you something. Your flight is not done until the like until you you get to like, you know, 50 miles an hour. 
Because when you land and those tires hit and you keep going on the runway, you're going about 150, 200 miles. You're going like 150 miles an hour. All right. So if that bitch slips off or flies, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, if that, that, that fucker, I was all I was like, I was like, please don't have this thing start doing cartwheels because that will ruin everybody's day here. But um, anyway, I got home. Nonetheless, I stayed in Denver. I'm just going to talk about this from the top. Um, I stayed in Denver, by the way, underrated city, um, really, really nice people. Um, it was the only place where we went shopping, me and my buddy, Steve, we went shopping and, uh, we were shopping on, uh, uh, Larimer street, which is like downtown and it's got a ton of bars and a ton of shops and they have a, a markets to eat and all that stuff. And he was looking for, he got scared because someone's like, oh, you're going to the Denver game? You better wear layers and this and that. Meanwhile, it was like 65 was fine. It was literally like if you had a sweatshirt on and that's all you had on, you were fine. It was not hot at all. I mean, it was not cold at all. But people are like, oh, you got to, you know, wear wool socks and double up and everybody's going nuts. Now, come to find out this coming Monday uh, is going to be 33 degrees. Uh, in Denver. So it's going to basically go to freezing, but we did not, not have to deal with that. We were almost, it was like in the sixties, it was fine, but he panicked. So he went to this store and I'm outside and I'm talking to my manager because I'm going through all this shit with the special, right? Editing, making sure this, talking about the, all these different things that we have to go through for the special. So he goes, I'm going to go in here right now. Shout out to mountain khakis, mountain khakis in Denver on Larimer street is seriously one of the coolest stores ever. I even remember Trish, the woman who worked there. I forgot the kid, the other two guys' name. One guy looked like a mountain man. This guy was so Colorado. He had this giant fucking beard and wool hat. No need for the wool hat. You know, flannel shirt. I mean, this guy looked like he was just, you know, you know, slicing up salmon that he caught with his bare hands out of a creek. Like, that's what this guy looked like. And the funny thing is, he's like, no, nah. he's like, I'm from Connecticut. He's like, I'm from Connecticut, but, you know, I just got the bug out here. I just went hard. <laughs> and uh, so... You know, I'm outside talking to my manager for a long time and I'm going, where the hell is Steve? So finally I walk in there. I see him holding like five hangers. He's got vests, flannels, pants. I mean, this guy just, he just started, decided to just get a full Colorado makeover. Okay. Before he goes to this Denver Broncos game. And I am, um, I'm just laughing. The lady was so nice in there and they give you like peanuts if you want, which I didn't eat. And then they were like, oh, do you want some whiskey? And they literally have like this Wyoming whiskey that they were like giving. So like I'm doing a shot of whiskey in the afternoon before we go to the Broncos game in a store, which was amazing. Uh, the people there were so nice. I went to the market. If you're ever out there, go to the market and get, I had a pastrami sandwich at this market. It's amazing. Uh, there's like a coffee shop in there. You could get salads, hot, a plate of hot food, sandwich center, all, a station, all this shit. Really, really good. Reminded me of like an Italian market uh, in New York. And uh, so what else about Denver that I think? Yeah, I mean, the, the the one thing, and I joked about it on stage, I said, Denver really does. We got lucky at the football game. Denver has summer and winter within eight hours of each other. I've never seen like 82 degrees and sunny. And then literally as soon as the afternoon hits, you're just like, what the fuck? Like I would have the flu out there every week. Because my body would just be looking at me like, what the fuck? What, what's going on here? Um, amazing, though. Shows were amazing. Got to see some uh, got to see some family, aunt, uncle, cousins. 
Um, we uh, we stayed up late. Uh, stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel. By the way, Four Seasons Hotel in Denver, Colorado, I put up there with the greatest of any uh, hotel that I've ever been to in my life. There was a TV in the fucking mirror. Like in the bathroom, there was a remote. I'm going, what's this remote here? Then I noticed that like there was a square in the mirror that was a little off color. And I hit the power button and it's a TV built into the mirror, like flush in it, uh, which was insane. They had a, a spa. They had a pool. They had hot tubs, multiple hot tubs. They had uh, the greatest bison burger I ever had in my life. If you ever stay at the Four Seasons in Denver, you have to get the bison burger. It's insane. Um, I was just, and you guys know me, I love amenities, I love steam rooms, I love, fuck, I love five-star shit, you know, I know a lot of people do, but, like, I live for that shit, you know, you're gonna give me a robe with a built-in towel inside of it, I mean, that's, for me, that's, you know, that's living, so we did that, we went to this German bar, which was a Milwaukee Green Bay Packers bar, fan bar, but then there was an upstairs with all Seahawks fans, then there was like all these other fans, one of the weirdest things ever, um, but really, really awesome time, and I, and and now I'll get to the game, we went on a field, shout out to Peter Schrager from the NFL Network, I had some field passes down there, okay, I want to shout out the, the Denver Broncos too, they really took care of us. And we're standing on the field before the game just while the Broncos are practicing two feet in front of us, which was nuts. I'm going to post some pictures on the Patreon. Um, like Vaughn Miller is literally two feet from me. Uh, they're, they're practicing. We're, we're standing right there. I'm going to post some, some pictures and a, a quick video on the, on the Patreon. Patrick Mahomes, what could I say? I'm not going to lie. The point spread was three and a half. And last minute, I was just looking at the Broncos practicing. I'm going to give you guys a little inside tip. Look at them practicing. That's how you know. I watched the Broncos practice, and I looked down the field, and I watched the Chiefs kind of practicing a little pregame, and something told me. said the Chiefs just look more ready. They just look like they're ready for a fight. Um, but I'm going to tell you how crazy sports is, how crazy sports betting is. Um, it really is a flip of the coin. You don't know. So last minute, I put $75, just a little bit of fun money, $75 I throw on Kansas City, whatever, to win the game by four. That was my bet. Uh, and that half a point always kills you because anytime you see a game and it's three and a half or seven and a half, that half a point has been known to bite people really bad and, and, and hurt you. So I'm like, ah, three and a half, but you know what? I just think there's a little more talent on the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. I'm like, I just, you know, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm like, I don't know how much I believe in the quarterback of Denver. And I even told Steve that. And I go, I just don't know about Keenum. He's okay. Anyway, game is like back and forth, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, all these different things. But then the Broncos go up 10. And I'm literally going... This is a Western rivalry. This is a division rivalry right now. The Broncos are at home. They're up 10. And I just looked and I go, I should have put money on the Broncos on Monday night. They have an amazing Monday night record. I was wrong. Whatever. And now I got to accept enjoying this amazing Monday night football game, knowing that I'm probably going to lose $75 and my prediction was wrong. Fine. Fine. 
And of course, I, that's the one game I didn't put on uh, Capper Network because I was running around and I was going to the game and I didn't have time to get the. So that's the one game. But anyway, so uh, all of a sudden, you know, this guy Mahomes goes from the right hand to the left hand. He was running out of trouble, man. He was he was um, scrambling around, running for his life and making plays on the fly. Um, so that was awesome. He ran and one in. He just played good. And all of a sudden, they they get a field goal. Or they get it, and then they end up scoring a touchdown, and they end up winning the game by four. I end up seeing one of the greatest games. The stadium was amazing. The stadium was loud. the The white horse running up and down the field when they score, awesome. Uh, we're sitting right there in front of um, uh, Randy Moss and all them are right in front of us. Uh, what's her name? Colbert and Susie Colbert, uh, Steve Young, uh, Randy Moss. Uh, Hasselbeck, they're sitting right there. They're they're doing the, the game for ESPN. We had really good seats down there. And um, it was an amazing back and forth. And then Case Keenum had the game, could have won it. Uh, Demarius uh, Thomas down the sideline, wide open. He throws it over his head. And I looked over and I go, that's why. So I ended up winning my bet. I'm not saying that to brag, but it was a brilliant prediction. Um, and seeing one of the best games, which I think one of, at the one of the best stadiums, uh, so awesome. So that was the experience and uh, just a great first time ever performing in Denver. I've performed everywhere else. And for some reason, whatever, never got a chance to go out there. I knew I would eventually. And sure enough, it was meant to be because Denver's out there on Monday Night Football against the AFC West rival. And it was an absolute amazing game. Peter Schrager and all those people like, yo, man, you saw one of the best you know, Monday Night games in the last 20 years. It was just it was it was that good. So um, there you go. I will tell you this. Denver will get you fat because all, they do not fuck around. They're big on fries. They're big on sweet potato fries. They're big on pretzels and shit. Like everywhere I went, they would just, you want a pretzel with dip and shit? Like they're big on soft, hot pretzels. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of German restaurants. I don't know what was going on over there, but these people are into fucking pretzels. Okay. Uh, and, and sweet potato fries. Somebody's like, oh, I don't know if you know, but like Denver is one of the biggest sweet potato fry. And I was like, I don't know. These are delicious. But, uh, yeah, I would be a fat fuck if I lived in Denver. I would, I would just be a fucking burly. I'm telling you, I would do what that guy from Connecticut did. I'd end up getting a giant beard, a hat. I'd start fucking shoveling. Like I'd be at some construction site, whatever they do out there. I'd be working on a mountain. I could see that place taking over, you know? Just sitting by a creek, just getting fucking hammered and fat. How funny would that be if I retired from comedy and I moved to Colorado? Just brought my family out there and I just turned into a big, fat, burly fuck who just, you know, <laughs> sat by a creek all day. Um, great city, great time. And uh, there you go. So that was the uh, Denver, Colorado experience uh, for me in the days that uh, I stayed there, which was... Saturday through, uh, and then we left on, on Tuesday morning. And, um, yeah. By the way, the Denver airport. I got out of my, I got on, off the plane when I got there, and I was on level eight. I went down an escalator, I was on level four. It's another one you got to take a train. It's just, I don't understand, these airports are so big, you got to take trains to get places. Then there's a conspiracy that there's like tunnels under the airport and alien shit. So now that I went to it and I walked around and saw it, now I have to do all kind of, I have to see like a movie or a documentary on the Denver airport. Um, so there was really nothing that happened out there at all that was um, unacceptable. 
uh, except me ordering a bison burger at 3.30 in the morning to my room. And it was such a good sandwich. It was such a good burger. And on top of it, there was a fried square. And I'm like, what is that square? And it was basically a flat square, like jalapeno popper, just with peppers and oozing cheese sitting on top of this bison burger when you bite into it. Oh, and there was bacon on it. It was, I mean, as as far as flavor, it just blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. Um, so there you have it. That was my uh, experience out there. I recommend going to uh, going out there. Now, moving on uh, to uh, unacceptables. Let's see. I don't think you guys. I don't know. I didn't look at it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I saw one when I when I glanced over it, but I, you know I don't know. Uh, so I'm gonna look now and I'm gonna see. And uh, I'm sorry about that shit because I've just been. Uh, I don't even know why. I actually took my laptop and my my microphone from my podcast and everything out there, and I'm like, oh, I'll have the whole time. But we were editing the special. I had to do stuff with editing with the special, and I never got around to it. So I had to lug around all this shit. And um, come on. And, and not use it. Okay, now I don't know the password. See, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get angry. Oh, and I know, guys. I know that I uh, what's it called? I did a Patreon from Denver. Um, and hold on. So what the fuck? Okay, so sorry about that. Yeah, I did a Patreon from Denver, just yelling, "Why do I care about sports? It's so fucking stupid. It does nothing. They don't care. It does nothing. It's stupid. They move from team to team. They don't care about you." And then I was just like, "All right, but it's still fun to watch." I just went off on a rant. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, as far as uh, I got, you guys wrote into me to the show, and I want to address some of the questions here. Uh, not so much unacceptables, but questions. So uh, Matthew wrote a question and it's and it says about a uh, question about jerseys. Hey Paul, what do you think about guys who wear football jerseys uh, of their favorite team or player? I started getting into the Raiders a couple of years ago after not watching the NFL since I was a teenager. I've never been into wearing jerseys. Part of it is because I was a nerd in high school uh, and when I got out of college, the only person I saw wearing jerseys were kind of obnoxious. Uh, I know that everybody is not that way, but I wanted your opinion because I know you are into men's fashion and shit. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I'm into men's fashion, but I definitely like to, uh, you know, look a certain way. Yeah, Is wearing your team's jersey on game day a douchebag thing to do or not? No, I would say it's not. I would say that if you really love the NFL, if you love a player, if you, you know, picked a player in your fantasy, if you've always been like an advocate of that player, you know, me on the Yankees for years, uh, you guys know Robinson Cano is my favorite Yankee, uh, then he went to Seattle, which broke my heart, then getting caught doing steroids really broke my heart, but when he was a Yankee, I loved that guy, and I would definitely wear wear that jersey. Um, it represents the team, and, you know, so, no, I don't think. Now, I've seen douchey guys at Giants games watch their player do something big on the field and then, like, rip their jersey off and hold it up, like, you know, like, shirtless, go, yeah, like, they actually did something. Like, the fact that they picked that jersey is why the guy had a good play. So, um, no, I don't think it's stupid. I don't think it's douchey, and especially on game day, if you're going to the game, why not enjoy it? 
You know, I don't wear jerseys a lot. My son does all the time. But when I was younger, I would. And uh, I think there's, you know, and I especially think old school jerseys are cool. You know, like when I was in Denver, man, I saw old John Elway jerseys. Those are fucking awesome. So no, to answer your question, thank you for writing in. Um, and let's see here. Um, was that? Oh, somebody wrote in. A couple people wrote in that didn't want me to, you know, talk about it on the on the show. More of just asking for my opinion on stuff. So uh, it's weird. I got a bunch of those, a couple of those here. And uh, all right. So no, but I think. Uh, you know, but I mean, don't wear, you know, I wouldn't wear a football jersey to fucking dinner. You know, I wouldn't like take it that far where like if you're a Raiders fan, you're wearing like a Derek Carr jersey at a dinner or like on a date. You know, definitely don't wear it on a date because if a girl opened the door and saw you in a jersey on a date, she would have every right to roll her eyes and just fucking close the door on you for sure. There's no absolutely no reason for that. Um, I do think that fans do take things a little too far. I think that, you know, the fighting and the yelling and the screaming in a stadium is a little much. I think the fact that you have to question if you're going to wear apparel at another team, opposing team stadium, which I would always recommend against, too. You know, you never want to do that. You know, like, God forbid somebody drunk. You know, God forbid somebody drunk sees you when you're with your family and they throw a peanut and they look away and they try to think it's cool. And then all of a sudden there's a big fight. Somebody gets kicked out. It ruins the experience. Kids get scared. Then it's in their head that like, you know, that that's some really shitty, unacceptable shit, you know. So I think that there is a dark side to fans. You know, I've seen drunk Yankee fans stand up and just point and like anybody who was not in Yankee stuff, they would just look right at them and give them the middle finger right there. And just like, and even when they're funny, like some guys are funny, it's just still like a shitty kind of dumb thing, I think, you know, to do that and make people feel like that. It's like, oh, dude, really? It's like, well, you're clearly an alcoholic who can't fucking control himself. That's the other thing. I want to talk about that on this um on this podcast, like, if you realize, this is the craziest thing about life, alcohol is life, dude, it's, drinking alcohol is the definition of what life is as far as the way you feel doing it and after it, you feel amazing, it's fun, it's great, then the next day you pay for it and that's the balance of life, right, you gotta have, there's always some bad with things that are really good, so having the balance is important, but, Oh my God, like, it was just, and and here's the other thing about Denver, when you drink in Denver, um, the altitude, you get drunk quicker, I noticed that, like, after my second drink, I was like, shit, you know, and I'm just, like, drinking water with my, with the booze, but I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go on a cleanse here, I think, because I love not drinking, and I love the way I feel when I, when I don't drink, but I also love to drink. So it's, it's like, you know, they need to come out with something. They, somebody needs to come out with a booze. If this is possible, ready? And if this guy ever came out with this, they'd end up killing him. But somebody comes up with a booze where you don't get hungover and it doesn't dehydrate you. Uh, it doesn't dehydrate you and you don't get hungover, and you don't get depressed. So is there a booze that would not be a depressant? How about a booze that's the opposite of a depressant? How about a booze that makes you feel great in the morning, and you're not hungover, and you're hydrated? 
come on, Gatorade's got to figure this out. You know, just some fucking drink. It tastes delicious. It doesn't, you know, and you're just, it doesn't matter. You get hammered, but you don't, you know, just come up with something. It's impossible because it's the alcohol that does. There's no way that they could, you know. Plus, and I'm sure if they did try to, you know, put that out and advertise it, it would be, you know, it would not be good for you. It really is like uh, Splenda. I drink like I have like one Splenda when I drink coffee sometimes, and yeah, it tastes good and everything. But there's no way that shit is healthy. There's no way that like a sugar substitute that you're putting into your body is fucking healthy for you. There's just no way. So if they did try to come, I know there's like a pill you could take where they're like no hangover at all. It's like I want to know exactly what's in that and what I'm doing to myself and my body because that sounds incredibly and insanely unsafe and just uh, you know somebody's making money off of it. You just you can't what's it called? You can't beat the uh, you can't beat the system like that. There's 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 definitely going to be a good and bad give and take with it and uh, you know. But uh, anyways, anyways, moving on here. Um, I wanted to talk about this, uh, this booze that we drank, uh, speaking of drinking. So, uh, my buddy Steve, our buddy Steve, so it was me, Bill, uh, Kennedy, uh, Kent, Kennedy, Kenny, who is a security, uh, and Steve, and we went to this, um, really old, old, uh, cigar bar, uh, lounge called Churchill's out, out there in Denver, and, uh, it was... We're like, let's get something. And, and uh, Steve was like, I wonder if they got Pappy, you know, Pappy Van Winkles or whatever, the really expensive, you know, really expensive uh, boot whiskey. And uh, so I go up to him. I was like, you got Pappies? And he goes, yeah, we do. He goes, but, uh, you know, because he, he knew what we were having around and stuff. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but this is 23 years old. This bottle's 23 years old. And it's like, you know, it'll be 125 bucks. So he comes up. I go, listen, I can't speak for my friend. So he's the one that wants to buy it. So Bill... Uh, Burr goes, no, 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 dude, I got that. I'll get that. Don't worry. It's on me. This is on me. And Steve goes, no, no, no. I said it first. I'm not going to say it first. You know, that's just that Italian fucking pride. No, no, no. I said I'm buying. I'm fucking buying. I said it first. You know, I'm going to buy it. So the, I go, you got to come over and tell the guy. So the guy comes over and he goes, listen, yeah, so this is going to be, you know, 125 bucks. And uh, Steve goes, all right, cool. Do it unbeknownst to Steve, and he didn't care, but it was 125 a pour. So one shot, literally, one shot of this was $125 a pour. So do the math. This guy spent, you know, Kenny didn't have any because he was on security, so he was working, so he couldn't. But we ended up having almost, it was almost $400, $375 for like literally three gulps. Um, oh my God, it was the best drink I've ever had. Halfway through it, I just felt like it was like liquid. It was like liquid gold. It was like liquid superhero. It was absolutely insane. But I feel like the funniest thing is when somebody's paying for something, and you know when they look at the bill and <laughs> they look at the bill, they get shocked. You ever like you ever like pay for something? No, no, no. That's on me. I got that. It's all good. I got that. No, 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 guys. This one's on me. And you kind of like you know you're bragging a little bit. You know you like it. You know you you you're putting your chest out. But no, no, no. This one. I got it. This one I got. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden you get the you get that piece of paper and you're like, ah, oh, and then people are like, are you sure you don't want any money? And you're always like, no. And in reality, you're like, oh my God, please, please give me money. 
Because the funniest thing about it is, it's not even a matter of like um, where you go and how expensive it is. It's a matter of whose turn is it, right? So if there's three of you and friend number one gets a meal, friend number two gets the next meal, and then now you're up, right? Friend number one could have bought McDonald's for everybody, right? Friend number two could have gotten like a diner. But now all of a sudden you guys are at some swanky thing and it looks awful if you're like, if you're the one who's like, well, no, this place is more. So we should all like, nobody's going to do that. So it's just like, no, no, I got this one. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's where it lands, man. It's how the cookie crumbles. So, um, but it was just, it was really funny to like, you know, have somebody think that it's a price and then it's just so much more. What could you do? Unless you just walk over and you're like, hey, do you guys mind, uh, you guys pony up a uh, C-note, please? Because I didn't realize we were going to be drinking literally liquid gold. Um, but yeah, try that. It's a try 23-year-old pappies. Holy shit, it was awesome. It was really good, man. It was like, it was one of those drinks where like you sip and you could taste the quality and then you just, it's so little, it's only like a shot or maybe like a little more than a shot. And then, and then all of a sudden you start feeling like a buzz, but it's a different buzz. It's like, a, it's, it's like a whole other level. And that's when you could feel the, um, the quality, you know, of, of what, you know, I mean, listen, 125, it better make you feel some fucking way. Right. Uh, you know, I, the most I've ever spent on a, you know, the most I ever spent on a drink, I think I spent 50 50 on a certain tequila or whatever. Um, but I just read something. I just want to talk about this. Somebody sent me this. It's one of the funniest things. Um, did you guys hear about the guy in the um, American airline flight that got diverted? Uh, a guy on an American airline uh, flight, I, I believe today, it got diverted after a passenger refused. <laughs> I'm not even making this up here. I'll read you the headline here. American airline flight diverted after passenger refuses to uh, refuses to stop doing pull-ups um, on overhead compartment. A flight had been diverted after a passenger reportedly refused to stop doing pull-ups on the overhead compartment. American Airlines flight from... Um, Phoenix to Boston was forced to land in Kansas City so authorities could escort the uh, unruly passenger off the plane. Do you know how fucking funny that is? He's not being drunk. He's not being belligerent. He's not threatening any kind of terror. He's not doing anything like that. This guy is just unwilling to stop doing pull-ups on the overhead compartment during a flight. That is one of the funniest things they were like the, the pilots were forced to land in Kansas City with law enforcement uh, officers that had to board to escort him out. So he was. <laughs> First of all, that's got to be impressive that the guy just kept doing them like during descent, during all of these things. The guy is just fucking just banging out pull ups and law enforcement had to come on and probably literally drag him off. And he's like, no, one more, one more. <laughs> That's so weird that I'm not even making that up. 
I don't know if that's unacceptable or acceptable, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what that, that what, what category that would fall under. It's acceptable for the just the, you know, entertainment and absurdity of it, and and how funny it must have been for people just watching this guy crank out pull-ups, and it's unacceptable that you can't get home to Boston because of this lunatic. <laughs> so, so I don't even know. Oh my God. Anytime you hear like airline diverted, you know, one time I was on a plane, I had to make emergency landing because a guy was having an anxiety attack, freaking the fuck out. So we had to land in like Albuquerque, New Mexico from Vegas because a guy was just freaking out. Um, you know, so you hear things like that. You hear things like a passenger saying weird things or acting a certain way or people getting sick. You've heard of that. But doing pull-ups and refusing to stop doing pull-ups is number one funniest thing I've ever heard on an airplane. Oh my God, that is great. You wonder if he like, it's almost like he lost a bet. They're like, all right, dude, you got to do it. You said you were going to get thrown off or kicked off a plane for doing some exercise. You know what I mean? That is fucking hilarious. And I'm not making it up because I saw it like Fox News posted it up on the phone and then Independent something posted it up on the phone. Like it's all over the place. It's on, uh, yeah, I believe it's on like Twitter. It's on Yahoo. Um, And this other one said that he was drunk. So I guess he was drunk doing pulls, but he wasn't hurting anybody. Oh my God, how funny is that? Just getting hammered. Just getting hammered going, you know what? Fuck this. I'm doing pull-ups the whole I didn't get my workout in. Or maybe it was like a fight he had with his wife. She's like, you know, you're supposed to get in shape. You told me, you're fine. You want it? Can I fucking sit on this plane and drink something? No, you want it? And he's just fucking, just, <laughs> no, no, ask her. She wants me to get the workout in. Don't you, honey? Um, so I, I saw that and I was like, I got to talk about that on the fucking podcast because I've, you know, I read a lot of funny news ones. Yeah, send me those. Like, I love to talk about funny news shit, you know? Um, let's see here. What's going on? I'm not going to talk about the Kavanaugh trial, everybody, uh, for a couple reasons. One... Uh, I don't talk about politics on the show. Two, I don't know enough about it. You know, everyone, I hear friends, I see some friends online going like, you see this, you believe this, this is ridiculous. Look at this guy's face. This guy's, and then I see other people going, no, there's, the guy did nothing. This is a fucking sham. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know enough about it. So why the fuck am I going to talk about it? I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think based on, based on what? The only thing I have is like, you know, his face and, and friends half-ass knowing stories. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. You know, uh, I know it's a fucking huge deal. I know everybody, you know, is, is talking about this and that. Um, but I'm not even going to fucking go there because I don't know enough about it. All I remember is a little kid, this shit happened to, uh, Clarence Thomas, who ended up getting on the, you know, getting in the chair, uh, getting a, a seat, I should say, um, with the sexual harassment on Anita Hill, I believe. And... I don't know if this is similar or what the fuck, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. I'd rather talk about a guy hammered on an American Airlines flight just banging out pull-ups until they have to uh, land, <laughs> land the plane. 
How fucking funny would it be if you're like, dude, I just want a ginger ale. Can this guy's fucking ankle stop hitting me in the fucking neck? Like there was some, think about the person sitting next to him or close to him, just sitting there, just watching this guy cranking out pull-ups, refusing to stop. Oh my God. And I love that it's on every major, every major news thing. That's always going to come up. Like if the guy's an alcoholic and he gets sober, he's never living this down. Like he's never going to, you're never going to be able to go to that guy's house around like the holidays and not bring up, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I think there's more to the story and the guy lost a bet. Um, let's move on to, um, let's move on to movies. Okay. I am getting excited for the new Halloween movie. And I know I've talked on the podcast about why the fuck are they redoing movies and this and that. But you got to admit, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in an, in the new Halloween is pretty fucking cool. Um, it comes out on the 19th and she returns. I love how they say she returns for her final confrontation with Mike Myers. Here's the funniest thing. She cut his head off in one of them. But here's what I love about this. Um, I don't know why it says all the... Now, I'll tell you what. The Mike... Uh, the the Rob Zombie Halloweens were nuts. I'm just hoping this one is... I'm hoping this one is nuts. Because this is John Carpenter. Oh, wait, no. Is this John Carpenter again? Who's directing this one? I don't know. No, it's directed by David Gordon... David Gordon Green. Okay. Um, but I didn't realize that Danny McBride wrote the screenplay with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's going to probably be pretty nuts. I got a good feeling about this one. I think that uh, uh, hopefully they close out uh, her thing with a, with a bang. You know. And by that I mean... Imagine she just had sex with Mike Myers to end it. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Let's just, let's get on with it. <laughs> All right, people, I'm getting a little goofy. So that, that one is a must. You got to see Halloween on during this time in October around Halloween for real. You got to see it. All right. Uh, did I, re I, did I review this other piece of shit that I saw? Which one was it? I saw something that was just, where is it? It was so bad that I didn't even, uh. Yeah, all right, and I don't mean to be a dick here, but this Venom movie, I don't know. I talked about that before, the tongue out and the eyes and the fact that it gets like every... How come everything that these guys transform into is just so huge and bigger? I don't know. Uh, of course, somebody is texting me. Oh, I actually sent that thing to Burr about the guy doing pull-ups, and he thought it was crazy. Um, I can't find this movie right now. Where the hell... Is the movie. No, not TV. Movies. Um, oh, and I heard A Star is Born is really good. With Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. But, you know, I'm never going to see that. Like, let's be honest. I'm never... Like, if I'm home chilling out... You ever see a movie and like in the, in the coming attractions and you're like, Wow, that looks really good. And in your mind you're like, I'm never seeing that though. I'm never going to see it. Um... I still haven't seen Solo. I still haven't seen... Um, 
I don't know. I want to see it, but and and the other movie, um, what's it called? The other Star Wars movie, I only saw once, which lets you know, dude. Let you know. Like, if you love a movie, you'll go. Like, it just was not that good, the last one. Somebody's like, oh, it was great. I just saw it for the first time. It was not great. The Last Jedi was not great. Um, and Solo, I heard, is good. I just don't have... You ever just, like, not have patience to do something with, that you want to do? Like, I literally want to do it. I want to sit down and I want to watch Solo, and I'm just not doing it. Um, I don't know. I'm going through something right now, I think. Like, personally. Like, I think I'm just going through, like, a... Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not losing my patience, but I'm just like, I know this sounds weird, but like trying to be alone more or like try to like, just like be like relaxed and alone and like not do much other than like my job and my work. I just kind of want to be like, I don't know, just like chilling out and relaxing. So it's like, I want to do the hard stuff and then just fucking, I want to do nothing. And I just don't want to bother with anything and I know that it's like well I'd put on a fucking movie but no like you ever just want to be like alone just like walk alone you know just sit in a room alone and just talk and I know people some people think it's nuts and it's crazy and why but like that's why meditation works like just sitting there relaxing thinking about your life thinking about your your family thinking about your what you could do to better yourself what what you're doing that's not good and just kind of just chilling alone and I'm in that mode right now. And I know that that sounds really weird. I know there's nothing funny about this part of the podcast. Um, it's almost dark, but there's just something about it. You know, you owe it to yourself. Everybody owes it to themselves. Just go sit in a room alone and chill. Like close your eyes and just be like, this is the shit, man. You know, it's just like, um, it's like, um, like a beautiful kind of peace. Like a beautiful peace and quiet. A lot of people go, oh, I'm going to relax, man. I'm going to sit on the couch and put my feet up and watch something. And that's cool too. But just sometimes just sit on a like a chair and rest your eyes. It's fucking epic. You know? And, and another thing, and I know that this sounds nuts. I'm acting like I invented something. But reading like a good book alone, you know, like and when I mean alone, I don't mean like, you know, I mean like literally like not on a beach not even like, you know, when people are around, not on a train, like reading the shit alone, being in a room alone and reading. It's what I know people go, what the fuck? It's the same thing. You say you're in your own world. No, there's a much big different. There's a much bigger difference than if you're on a plane or you're somewhere and you're reading, but being in a room alone, like, like solitary, right. And just fucking reading a good story by yourself. You get more of it. Because there's literally no other just distractions and it's just you and your brain painting the picture of the shit that you're reading and seeing and feeling. And that solitude that you have in that moment magnifies the story, in my opinion. Um, and I want to do that more. I want to do that more. Like the, the, I don't know, it's weird. Like the older I get, the more, like I want to learn now more because I was so distracted you know, I was such a bad student because I was distracted. And then when somebody would give me a chance and believed in me, I would do good. But when it was just like everyday shit, I didn't care. 
you know, I was just, I was distracted. You know, I, I was more concerned with what I was doing later in my free time and, you know, what girls were around. Was I going to drink and was I going to, you know, was I going to go to a party and what was going on in the weekend and, and which friends were I hanging out with and what sporting event. Like I didn't care about sitting down and reading. It's funny, I talked to my cousin and she said something so, so cool and different and mature I was like, because I was talking to her about like moving and she had to move in high school, which is a tough thing to do. And uh, she goes, well, I moved, but I could have had a choice to move back with all my friends, which wasn't as good of a high school, or I can go to another high school and start over with friends, but it was way better academically and would get me into a better school later. So I chose that. And I'm like, I mean, I would fucking go to a forest fire with fucking lunatic friends than, than you know, go somewhere. Like, I, you know, that was my thing. Like, I wanted to be, because my mom moved me a lot. So since she moved me a lot, I was always kind of an outsider every four years after getting really popular, which hurt. So for me, it was like, I just wanted familiar shit. I just wanted to be with people that I that loved and liked and trusted. And I didn't care about the academic stuff. You know, now I'm like... This makes all the sense in the world. Like, I'm not going to fucking take a college course, but, like, I just want to fucking learn about shit, you know, or, like, just read about shit and, 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 and cool shit like that. Um, you know, uh, things that, like, you know, you, because everybody, I mean, very few people process everything you get in high school. You take certain things or college, too. But, um, you know, I'm not a big believer in the whole thing. If you don't know what you're going to do, I'm not a believer in going right away. I think you need to know what you want to do and figure your life out before. And um, now I feel like I would be like sick at that. So like I just want to learn shit. I want to read about shit. I want to learn shit. And I just kind of want to like, I don't know. I'm on this like chill thing right now. Um, if weed didn't fuck me up, I would smoke it. But I don't like to feel like that. So... I'm going to get a natural high of happiness. No, I don't know. I just got this, like the other day, I was just all like antsy and something. And, I, and my wife was like, what's going on? And I was like, I just want to be alone for a second. And like, not away from my family, but like, I mean, I didn't want to leave. The, I just wanted to like sit for a second. Um, because I'm psychologically ruined. <laughs> no, try it though. You got to try it. You got to try it. I just, I mean, other people call this lazy. Uh, I don't think that that's the case, you know, because I'll tell you this, I had bouts of like where I thought maybe the depression would come back and because I'm able to like kind of process everything and take it slow and understand what happened to me last time, it's not happening. I'm able to just, I'm able to go, okay. And I know what not to do. I know not to take substances. I know to, um, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess just, Nip it in the bud if you ever feel something or if you're like, oh, man, I don't feel, you know, and, and this and that. Like instead of going down that rabbit hole or starting to like get just go just like just like, I don't know, like meditate through it. Talk through it. It works. You know, you're always going to have the ups and downs or you're always going to have the fucked up stuff. But I feel like if you're, um, you know, I feel like if you're, you know, on top of it, and you're like, OK, well, this is what happened last time. And last time I didn't get sleep and last time I wasn't eating right. And last time I was drinking like a fucking animal. And, and, and I didn't understand things and I was going to doctors and everything like that. And not that that's happening now, but I'm just saying like if there are certain times where I feel like run down and shit and I know with my schedule and everything, like I got to keep my, you know, you got to keep your shit together. Um, you know, and speaking of which, like that's what's going on right now. Like I have, 
I have so much shit going on. Like I got, I mean, every little thing, like anytime I want to sit down and be alone, I think this is why I feel this way. It's, hey man, what are we going to do for the poster for the special? Uh, also, what are we going to do for the uh, artwork? How do you want the artwork to look? Okay, this bit, uh, Comedy Central, you know, uh, what are you going to do? This bit, they like this bit, they don't like this bit. What do you think we need to do is we got to edit it down to a certain amount of time. We have a deadline. Oh, by the way, yeah, you are you got this show over here. You're opening for Burr over here because he wants you in this arena with them. And it's just like, it's amazing and I'm not complaining and I'm super excited and thrilled my career is going the way that it is. But... It's just sometimes it's just like, fuck, man, you got to take a step back and be like, shit. So, um, but, you know, boo fucking who, poor me. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just like, you know, because I, uh, I definitely had like a, I had a panic attack. I had a panic attack out of nowhere uh, recently. And I'm just sitting there and like, I was like, dude, I, I'm fucking like, my heart started getting jacked. I had like these hot flashes and I'm going like, what the fuck is going on? And I just was like, okay, instead of freaking out here, I just got to, I got to figure this out. And I did. And I was like, oh my God, I literally just talked myself through it and got through it and, and was like, fine. So there you go. It could be done because the anxiety and the shit doesn't go away. The depression and shit doesn't go away, you know? But the nice thing is like even I'm like, oh man, I think something might. And then I'm like, no, 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 dude, this is you. This is your fuck. This is what happens. Um, You know, and you, you you sometimes feel like, oh my God, I can't keep going through this. I can't keep throwing through. You don't have to if you fucking are like, compl- you know, can, can manipulate your mind into thinking something, you know. Or manipulate your mind into understanding that it's you. It's a very hard thing for somebody to do to go, hey, I'm fucked up. Right? Like, I'm fucked up. Like, I have a mental illness that can can, uh, can creep up on me sometimes. And I, I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to put people around me through that again. It's, I have an issue. And I think one of the coolest things that's happened in the last few years is mental um, mental illness and mental health awareness is not something people are scared to talk about anymore. There's NFL players talking about it. There's people talking about it. There's, you know, depression, anxiety, all that stuff and, and, and whatever else you have, uh, it's open to talk about because it's just there's a lot of things that you can't control and it's like it's okay, you're not weird. You know, it's like back in the day they'd fucking stone you to death or hang you. You know, they'd be like, you know got the devil in them get up you know it's not it's not like that it's it's more of like uh okay well we've got to find the right meds you got to talk to the right people and shit and i've accepted the fact that um you know i definitely have you know i guess you know um i'm not gonna say i'm, I'm mental Ill. i'm definitely meant mental health issues that come up i guess i mean i think most people do i think that that's a not not a crazy weird thing to say uh, I don't know how the fuck uh, I came about. Oh no, I came about talking and saying like sometimes being alone and just fucking thinking alone and stuff. But yeah, so um, so it's awesome, man. It's a healthy. It's a healthy thing to do. It's kind of like being a self self uh, therapist a little bit. Just you know, and um, it works. It works. And for somebody like me, like I really think like you know, staying away from certain you know substances, you know, just um, is 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 important for me. Because it definitely has an effect. Uh, you know, I don't like psychedelic shit. Like I was out in Denver, people are offering edibles and, and, and people were offering weed. And, you know, it smelled good, man. You smelled the shit from the airport. I'm not kidding because it's got like the most, 
um, gr people growing it the most, like anywhere in the car. Like you literally, like from the airport, you smell it. Like there's like, it smells like a fucking, it smells like multiple farms are on fire off the highway, but it's just, it's weed. And uh, I got, you know, I could have, I could have gotten high on any kind of type of weed strain, anything like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out here working. I want to have some drinks, but I just don't want to feel fucking high. I don't know why. It fucks my brain up. Um, I want the body high. I, I don't want the, I don't want the, the THC. I want the other thing, the CBT, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, I know this podcast just took a turn for the serious, but whatever. That's, that's what you do sometimes. So I guess the point is if anybody out here is listening to this and anybody out here, you know, has bouts with the depression and you guys hit me up after what happened with me a couple years ago and we're like, oh, thank you. If you start to feel that shit again, just fucking understand, like, like let the, the previous nightmare and hell that you went through, let that kind of help and guide you through. That's the way that I would, uh, the way that I would look at it. Uh, imagine I just had a fucking nervous breakdown tonight after I, after I gave that advice. Um, all right. So, bro, we were 50, Jesus, we're 56 minutes in. You know, I thought this thing was going to take a nice turn for the funny when I started talking about the guy just cranking out pull-ups. And then all of a sudden I got, you know, talk about, you know, going through something and blah, 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 sitting in the dark and all this shit. Um, fucking vegans. You know, I don't mean to be a dick and I know that that came out of nowhere, but here's my thing with vegans. It's like... There's two types of vegans, okay? There's people that, like, do it... Pr like, I, I talked to somebody that was a vegan, and they were like, yeah, I'm vegan, like, most of the time, but, you know, every once in a while, man, I'll treat myself to a piece of meat and stuff. I like to get some of that and, you know, here and there if it's really good, but, you know, otherwise... And I'm like, I get that. That's nice. But, like, people... Like, other people that are, like... they almost, like, pretentious about it. It's like, okay. All right. Great. You're at a vegan restaurant. You're, you're better than all of us. You know? You're disciplined. Okay, now I defy you to go to the Four Seasons in Denver, Colorado and eat the fucking bison burger that they have there. I defy you to eat that and tell me you would ever be vegan again after that. You see that, everybody? That's what you call a callback. Okay, I just read something here on Facebook. Like, you know, read a vegan restaurant in L.A. And it's like, oh, you're so fucking cool and great. Aren't you just hip and up with the times? Isn't it just, you know, isn't it just so cool of you to be, you know, better than somebody? So it just annoys the shit out of me. People suck. I hate most people. I love you people. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, there will be more. There will be more on uh, Patreon too. I'm going to put those uh, Denver uh, Broncos things on there. Uh, I'm getting tired. And uh, so I'm going to wrap this puppy up. Thank you, guys. Submit your unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. And um, what else? Yeah, check out Capper, CapperNetwork.com. Make your picks. Try to fucking beat me, which would be easy to do because I'm eight games under uh, 500 right now. Uh, go check out All Things Comedy. And you guys know, please spread the word. It would be doing me a huge, huge favor, and it would be amazing. Just tell everybody you know. Um, I will give the, the definite time of when my special will air. I would say probably around midnight, somewhere around midnight, Friday night, um, November 2nd. 
if you could tell people, if you could tell a friend, if you could tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and we could have it on as many fucking boxes going on at the same time, um, it would be amazing. Uh, I'm proud of it. We're editing it. Uh, I spoke from the heart on it. I, I felt like I, you know, was the best I could be on it for that night. And uh, if you guys would um, be as kind to support that, man, it's my first one. And it could be very, very, uh, you know, big for me, my career, the podcast, everything. And all you loyal listeners are the best. And you're the reason why um, I was able to do it. So thank you guys so much. This has been 374. Until the next one, I am out of here. And remember, if you start feeling fucked up, you start feeling bad, talk yourself through it. It'll be okay. Um, I am out of here. Yes, for the people asking, I will be with Bill Burr uh, at the uh, Mass Mutual Center uh, or Arena in Springfield, Massachusetts, Thursday night at 8 o'clock. I will be with Bill Burr at the TD Garden in Boston Friday night, and I will be with Bill Burr in Bridgeport, Connecticut, Saturday night. That's right, this weekend. I will be doing all three arena shows with my dear friend Bill Burr. Come out. We just did it in Denver. We fucking, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. You know, uh, knock on wood, these shows go well, but we tore the place down. It was amazing. So um, come down. I think you guys will like have a really great time. And um, and then I have all new dates and a bunch of stuff on the new Paul Verzi uh, website, paulverzi.com. Check that out. That also has a new clip up there of my gala from Montreal, which I know people haven't seen. It has the news and the press release of the special on there. All that stuff you could check out on paulverzi.com. Thank you guys so much. Um, I will talk to you soon.